Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Recording Podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. Hey all, I hope this finds you well. Uh, Thank you for continuing to join us for our virtual worship gatherings. We are in week three of our Would You Be My Neighbor series. Um, In week one, Philip wore the red sweater uh, and kicked us off introducing the series, uh, challenging us on how to make the radical idea of hospitality ordinary in our lives. In week two, Jeff continued with that, um, talking about how hospitality is a biblical instruction for all of us, not a spiritual gift that some of us are granted. And in this week, week three, I'm going to be on the nose a little bit, and I want to talk about um, Jesus' own parable about neighbors. So we're going to be exploring in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Luke is the third book in the New Testament of the Bible and is one of the accounts of Jesus's life and ministry. By the 10th chapter of Luke, Jesus is well into his ministry. He's amassing crowds and he is continuously sending people out to the towns that uh, he is coming to to kind of announce his arrival, that type of thing. And when we catch up to him at the end of chapter 10, verse 25, uh, he's speaking with a group of people and he has a lawyer, or more fitting, uh, an expert in the law, asking him questions. And so we pick up in, in chapter 10, verse 25, it says, And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? He, Jesus, he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he, the expert in the law, and he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he, Jesus, and he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. And so we kind of see this uh, back and forth with this expert in the law and Jesus. It it kicks off by saying this expert wanted to uh, put Jesus to the test. Um, Jesus knows that this man is an expert in the law, and so upon hearing this question, immediately turns it around and says, Well, what does the law say? You know it well. What does the law say? And when the expert in the law answers, uh, love God and love your neighbor, uh, Jesus affirms this. He says, you've answered correctly, do this and you will live. But the expert just can't get enough. And he responds saying in verse 29, but he, desiring to justify himself, says to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? This 
question from the expert in the law is about exclusion. Um, asking a question, but who is my neighbor, is basically asking, so Jesus, who counts? Who's in the club? Who am I supposed to love? And the short answer to that is everyone. Um, it's the obvious thing when we think about Jesus and love in the same sentence. It's always love everyone. But instead of just saying that and uh, leaving it there, Jesus responds with a parable or a story. Uh, and he starts in verse 30. It says, Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. So Jesus starts this story with a man on a road, but it's not just any road. It's the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, which was notoriously dangerous. The road from Jerusalem to Jericho was a, was a, a road from the mountainous region of the Judean hills down into the Jordan Valley where Jericho was. It was full of switchbacks and hiding places for robbers. And it was really a, a prime place for, for people to take advantage of other people, to, to catch people off their guard. And everyone listening to Jesus knew about that road. And Jesus was playing on the likelihood that they did. Um, see, often when we hear something like this, we contend, contend to condemn the traveler. Um, this idea that he got what he deserved because he picked the wrong road. Or, well, maybe don't walk down the back alley uh, at night. And while those are good ideas, um, Jesus is helping us to see that hospitality moves us from that judgment to compassion. Uh, hospitality moves us from that uh, judgment that says, you made the wrong decision, you get what you pay for, to these are consequences but I stand beside you. And so Jesus continues in the story. He says, Now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, so when the priest saw the uh, man that was beaten, when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to that place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, which is a denari one denarii is a full day's wages. And the next day he took out two denarii, 
gave them to and gave them to the innkeeper saying take care of him and whatever more you spend i will repay you when i come back and so jesus gives us three more characters the first two the priest and the levite are well respected in their society uh, priests were the keepers of god's word and levites were keepers of the worship of God. And so they were very well respected. Um, and there's some speculation about why they might not have stopped. Um, there's, uh, there are strict rules um, about handling blood and religious purity and, and, and those types of things. Or uh, they could have just been in a rush and on their way, or there's there's some back and forth about what the reasons may have been. But whatever the official reason is, it's their indifference to that person in need causing them to cross the road and avoid that need. In contrast, we see a Samaritan, and... So the Samaritan were a different people group, um, a different racial group from the Jewish people, and they did not like each other, and we'll put it that way. Wherever, wherever they met up, there was conflict. Wherever there was, uh, wherever uh, Samaritan, uh, Samaritans and Jews were in the same location, there was, there was trouble, there was issues. Um, the Samaritans were despised by the Jewish people. And so the Samaritan uh, would never have been thought to be the one to help in this situation. They would have been the one that you would say, oh, they're not going to be concerned. They're going to just pass by. Uh, and Jesus picks the Samaritan on purpose um, to show us a few things. But but first, what I, what I love about it is that the Samaritan's actions are much more fully described than the actions of the priest or the Levite. And I believe it's because the story with the priest and the Levite ends at their indifference. It ends at their choice to cross the road. Uh, and Jesus certainly could have just said, and the Samaritan chose to help. But Jesus celebrates how well the Samaritan takes care of this person robbed on the road. He really invests in the story and describes how uh, mercifully the Samaritan acts. Um, and so we see that the story or the relationship between people uh, when we choose away from indifference, when we choose to help, doesn't end like it does if we were to choose indifference. And so Jesus shows us that whenever we see a need and meet it with, uh, that's not my problem, or uh, they aren't my person, we're acting in fear and we're acting in sin and we're ending relationships. And that the choosing of a Samaritan matters most 
because it accentuates the idea that this person is acting and deciding to help in spite of their own nature and in despite social pressure. They're choosing to act in opposition to what everything the world says for them to do. And so we see that hospitality moves us from this indifference into action no matter um, no matter the circumstance. And so Jesus comes to an end of this parable um, by engaging with the expert in the law again. And he says in verse 36, Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He, the expert in the law, he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Jesus wraps up by asking uh, the expert who he believes to be the most neighborly. And the expert really can't answer in any other way than uh, the one who showed him mercy. He didn't even want to say the word Samaritan in that case. Um, and then Jesus answers that answer with a challenge to go be like the Samaritan. And so with this parable, we see Jesus flip the expert's question entirely on its head. He shows us that hospitality moves us to ask not who, but how. See, it's not a question of who is in the circle or who do I have to love. Instead, it is a how do I show love whenever I'm met with the opportunity. It's not who gets mercy from me, but how can I be more merciful? And so I want to close with a couple questions that you can uh, think about, pray about, and talk over in your MCs. Uh, question one. When was the last time I saw an opportunity for hospitality and chose to cross to the other side of the road? Question number two. Did I feel a conviction of the Holy Spirit before or after that opportunity? And what did it feel like? Question three. What changes do I need to make to bring me closer to opportunities to show hospitality and mercy.